You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the From the Shadows podcast. I am Jason Lewis, the producer, and on last week's episode, we finished up the interview with Tim and Sharma as they shared their experiences with living in a haunted house for over 10 years. In the course of the interview, Tim and Sharma had mentioned what happened when they had their home professionally investigated for paranormal activity. Now... Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have one of the investigators that was involved in Tim and Sharma's haunted house. This gentleman now works for the Paranormal Society. So without further ado, let me turn you over to your host, Shane Grove. Good evening, this is uh, Shane, the host of From the Shadows podcast. And uh, this is kind of a unique episode we're doing here tonight because it's just me and Jason the producer. Which is, we're probably the smartest members of the team anyway. Don't worry, the judge won't listen. It's easy to say when they're not here, right? Well, the judge won't listen because he's not here to listen to himself. He can't listen to himself. Absolutely. So, so anything we want to make fun of the judge about, we can't. Fair game. All right, all right. (laughs) Investigator Jerry's not present either. Yeah, Investigator Jerry or the Ozark Holler. It's like we feel kind of... uh, We're half-staffed. Half-staffed. All right, so we're going to really have to do some extra extra heavy lifting tonight. But joining us, and we're very excited about this, and so should the, the listeners who have been following along with the three-part episode of Tim and Sharma and their haunted house, we got, we got the Ohio Paranormal Society with us tonight. Uh, they're, is it fair to call you leader or... Founder or or what, Mark? What, what what should we refer to you as? Uh, either either one's fine. I'm good okay. with either. It's the Godfather of Ghost effort though with the team. <laughs> the, we'll just call you the Godfather of Ghost hunting in Ohio. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's it's so for the so for the people who've been listening, you know, we talked to Tim and Sharma about their haunted house. They mentioned to us that a group had come in. And investigated their house. Okay, um, we dug a little bit further, found out who who this group was, some of the members. We reached out to them. That's why they're here with us tonight. So we're going to let them do some talking here and find out a little bit more about who makes up the Ohio Paranormal Society, why you guys got into it, and just give us that little background there, and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so the group, uh, started with myself and a guy named Rocky. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I did some investigations on my own. Um, ended up bringing Rocky along because I had some, uh, experiences where I was physically touched and I decided that probably wasn't safe to do it on your own. You need someone else there just in case something happens. So, um, Rocky jumped on board with me. Uh, he's, he's now moved on. He's, Moved out of state, is living in Texas, but um, oh geez, wait, no, wait a second. You you had me scared there for a second when you said he moved on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you going to do an investigation 
and let's try. He's got another around. team member on the other <laughs> side already. But but before you go, before you go any farther, just the fact that you were going out to do something like this by yourself, I maybe we might have to have a mental evaluation done <laughs> because you're way more of a man than me, and probably Jason. It's probably Jason. So. Keep going. I, I, we're already impressed. No matter what else you got to say, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so we got we got going, and Rocky and I were doing a lot of investigations for a while, um, and then we joined up with another group. We were invited out to investigate with them at Prospect Place Mansion. It's uh, one of one of the. It's pretty haunted. It's in Ohio. Uh, it's been on all the big TV shows um, by a group called Monster, and Kyle actually was is part of that group um and we investigated with them and then we kind of merged the two groups together afterwards we we're my team was very impressed with them um with the way they did evp sessions and and their technique uh, it's very different than a lot of other places that the kind of questions they ask so we just formed formed a, a bigger group and that's how we got spread out all over ohio um, we've got members in wooster We've got people in um, uh, West Lafayette and Dayton, Springfield. Uh, we're kind of just spread out. We've been all the way up to Ashtabula, Ohio. I've been all the way down to uh, Florida to do investigations and all the way out west as far as Oklahoma. So we focus on Ohio, but we, we don't shy away from investigations in other states. But with us tonight, we have Mandy. Um, she's been with us since... Probably about the time shortly after the monster group joined up with us, and then Kayla, she is um, she's new to the group. She's been on one investigation with us, and that was at the Ross Opera House. And then we have Kyle, who, like I said, was is part of the uh, the monster team that joined up. So um, Kyle is joining us via Skype. Hello. Sorry, I have a bit of a cold all of a sudden, so bear with me if I uh, start hacking up a lung. Okay, all right. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Kyle. We understand. Now, now, does the so does the monster group does that not exist anymore? Then by itself, you guys have all basically combined to just become the Ohio Paranormal Society. Is that is that correct, or is that am I wrong? No, I'd say that's probably correct. We haven't really done a whole lot, uh, at least with the monster aspect, for quite a while. If anything, we've been dealing a lot more with Mark and uh, handling investigations through uh, tops, essentially. Now, was the, now was the monster group called the monster group because it did stuff other than ghost hunting or uh, that kind of paranormal stuff? Or yeah. was that just the, like you guys were in the convenience store and saw the monster drink and said, hey, that's kind of cool. We well, can tie ourselves in. I can't, I can't remember how long ago monster, the energy drink existed, but... It was me and two, uh, two of my friends, Aaron and Matt. We, uh, uh, what was that? That was probably back in 05. We were still in high school when we started. Uh... <laughs> oh, so was I. I was in high school too, weren't you, Jason? <laughs> in 05. In 05. <laughs> no. I wouldn't okay. say that I was. <laughs> All right. Where we were. Okay. You got us. Okay. So, yeah, we just had a byproduct of a small town. There's not a whole lot to do. So, we would just kind of go around driving around and eventually we'd uh we always had a kind of a interest in the strange stuff so we started looking into some local legends stuff like that and just kind of eventually branched out now what uh what did you guys ever find when you guys are out looking at for local legend, and, and give me an example of a local legend from. So are you? You're from Wooster, right? No, I'm from uh, West Lafayette. Oh, West Lafayette. Okay, okay. So what? So what would be a, a local legend out there that you guys um, like just went and checked out, and 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 what happened? Well, the the most the most uh, prevalent one we've dealt with is uh, Mary Stuckham. She's a uh, a uh, local legend that there's not a whole lot of information around it to back it up. Uh, me and Aaron and Matt tried to look into it at one point, and unfortunately a lot of the records from, I think it was the late 1800s, had been destroyed in a 
fire. So we weren't able to get a whole lot of information on her. But generally, the legend goes uh, there was a woman named Mary Stuckham out in the Shocking County area. She, uh, one by one, her children were uh, dying. And then eventually they thought it was her doing it. So <coughs> they uh, killed her and buried her, but the children continued to die. So they thought she was a witch dug her up and supposedly decapitated her and buried the head elsewhere and the children stopped dying. But, uh, okay. At least that's how, how, how many kids did she have? I can't remember the exact amount. I think there was at least a few. It was five or six at least. Holy smokes. Okay. So, so you really haven't, uh, um, so you couldn't really find anything to back that claim up then? No, the only thing we ever found was back then we were actually able to find the tombstone. Uh, fortunately, vandals, I believe, have stolen it in the meantime. But other than that, we've the only record from that time we found was uh, something in a ledger showing that uh, Mary Stuckham had married, uh, oh, married her husband that uh, I believe also had died during those times that was accused her of uh, witchcraft all right well that's a that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting story for sure yeah i mean you must really be bored yeah you gotta really be bored to go go looking for that holy smokes yeah there's not a whole lot around there so we had to find something to occupy our time so did you have to search back like in the county records and find out was there a legitimate funeral for this lady or uh, tie newspaper articles together about like what uh, her when her when she killed her husband speculatively, or you just kind of just piece it together through word of mouth things that were happening at that time. Well, a lot of it was honestly just the legend that we had to go on. When we actually started looking, we found there wasn't a whole lot of records from back then. Uh, I think the local library that housed most of the records had uh, suffered a fire at least once maybe twice destroying any of the records they had back then so we did, weren't able to find a whole lot of hard information about the legend oh wow now now did this take place about the same time that the salem witch trials and stuff no on, i don't think not? it was that far back i think this was more okay. from mid 1800s all right all okay right. yeah so so then you joined with mark and Started investigating ghosts through the Ohio Paranormal Society then. Yeah, we were get. Um, I think it was back in 09. We were uh, wanting to go to do, do one of the ghost hunts that they have at the Prospect Place. And we were looking for other people that would be interested in joining. Uh, so I think Aaron, it was, got on the internet, started looking around, and came across uh, Mark and Tops. Now, where is the Prospect Place? It... Uh, it's in Trenway, Ohio. It's just north of Zanesville, Ohio. I would okay. say maybe 25 minutes north of Zanesville. Okay. I know the approximate area. Yeah. yeah. So you guys then get together and go to the prospect, prospect place. So this is all you guys' first investigation together. Yeah. I think there are six of what, us. Okay. So what happened at the prospect place that... You know, you guys, I think it was, was it Mark that said it's pretty haunted? So, so what happened at the prospect place when you guys all got together for the first time? Uh, well, the problem, part of the problem was I was only there the first night. I had a family obligation. I had to leave the second night, which I think gave Matt uh, Meyer a heart attack because he had left early in the day and then came back to find everyone outside praying and they couldn't find me. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh wow. <laughs> Which I think Mark would probably be able to explain a little bit more with uh, a lot of the activity at Prospect. I do remember. I believe there was footage at one time where Matt had been. Um, you see his foot reacting to something on a video camera while he's asleep, like something's touching his leg. I believe. Yeah. So. Um... For that, for that instance with Matt right there, uh, there was a blue mist that actually showed up on one of the cameras, and it touched his leg, and he reacted to it, 
and it did it again. It did it ended up doing it a couple times, and he reacted to it every time. Uh, it was pretty cool. I don't. Did think he, he did he it. wake up while this happening, or did he just continue sleeping? Like uh, I don't know, he was being molested by a fly or something. <laughs> See, we joke about the <laughs> the ghost molester. Now, wait a second. Now that's a weird choice of <laughs> describing what a fly is doing. I mean, just like a fly well, if a fly molested. is bugging you, you're out in the public somewhere. <laughs> you know, you just start molested by a fly, waving right. your arms or something, but you don't want to wake up because you know it's just. Something that you're not really concerned. About. <laughs> uh, uh, no, he reacted to it. He he sat up and I mean he brushed off his leg. He he definitely reacted to it. But wow. you could see it. You could see it on the video. So okay. uh, we so we had that. Um, we have two other members that were with us. Uh, Aaron, another Aaron, a different one, and a lady named Sherry. And they've kind of stepped back from the group for right now. Um, but both of them, so we split up and slept in different areas because we were there for two nights. So once we did our investigation, we were done for the night. We found rooms and just kind of paired up two or three in a room um, so no one was alone. But the girls stayed downstairs, and they heard – they woke up because they heard uh, kids in the hallway. So they were following that noise. They followed it all the way up to the, the top room um, where the bell tower is. And they said they could hear him playing and laughing. Um, and then that same night, we had the experience with Matt, so where he where he was touched by this blue mist. Um, There's some pretty cool EVP stuff, knocking, footsteps, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was there was a lot going on. So so Kyle, so Kyle missed all of this stuff. Yeah, I I actually have a tendency to do that for whatever reason. <laughs> Well, I don't listen. I don't want to point. I don't want to point this out, but maybe you are a ghost repellent. <laughs> if that's if that's that on a time, I think that okay. may be possible. Okay, I, I mean, I I didn't want to be the uh, the spoil sport here, but that you know. Um, if you so don't this, want, if you want to have a ghost experience, stay away from me. <laughs> stay away from me. I, I think that's kind of how we feel about Jerry, too, right? Stay away from Jerry. Well, yeah. But he's not here to defend himself. But so. Jerry has had experiences. Uh, oh. Jerry is the lead investigator in our group here, and he has had experiences. I'm actually the only one that's in our group that has never yeah. truly had an unexplained experience. So I'm, like, fascinated when I hear you talk about this. Um, so so this place, uh, what did, what's it called again? Point... Prospect Place. Prospect Place. Okay. So so you're staying there. So this isn't like some rundown building that you guys are, that's about ready to be condemned or abandoned or anything. This, is this, a, I mean, is it or isn't it? Is it like a, uh, it's under I mean, describe the place. It's it, what, What's that? It's under construction. <laughs> so they're renovation. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's under, okay. So. <laughs> So what I mean, what is it? Is it a private residence? Is it a, a it is bed and breakfast? Oh, it is okay. And so, how do you gain access to go to a private residence? I mean, is this something did they ask you to come, or yep. is this just something available for anybody to go? It's available for anybody to go. Uh, you just really? contact them through their website. Yep. So, is there a legend or is there a story tied to this place? Kyle, do you know the the back history of that? Uh, I think they were saying that it had a tie to the uh, Underground Railroad. Um, okay. And I think there may have been one indication that I can't remember if a little girl was killed or or I can't remember the exact. Like a bounty hunter. Yeah. So there's a story about a bounty hunter that came to uh, to get some of the slaves that were that were freed there. And they ended up killing them. They hung them in the barn. Oh, okay. All right. Now that you say that, I do. I do believe I have seen this place on a yeah. television show. Yeah, it's been they on talk... all the television okay. shows, mm-hmm. all the parables. All right. Okay, I totally, I totally know what you're say, what you're talking about now. Isn't the place you're talking like when you go outside to like the underneath the the mansion? Isn't that where the tunnels are, or used to be for the underground? Isn't that what they said? Uh, I'm not sure. We were down there one time. I know they they brought a lot of people out there that were sick, um, and they kind of used it as a little mini hospital for a while, and a lot of people died. 
that could explain the uh, the excess energy there that could be right. causing a lot of this stuff. Yes, and, and then tying that into a renovation, which which they always claim stirs up yeah. stirs up stuff. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you guys go and, and see the prospect place, and you figure out Kyle's bad luck. <laughs> um, and then everything so, when I left. So, <laughs> so, so then, so you guys have been doing this for uh, quite a while, 10, yeah. 15 years. Yep. Off and on. Okay. Um, so our listeners would, would really be disappointed if we didn't ask then. So I know Mark, you were at Tim and Sharma's house. I was. What do you, what do you remember about their house? Uh, and what, if anything, showed itself or happened while you were there during the investigation sure um so we actually myself and rocky went out there um uh, two or three times maybe uh the first time was probably one of the most active um lots of lots of weird things we're hurting a lot of noises over the uh so i don't know did they tell you they have a little daughter yes okay Mm -hmm. Um, so their daughter she was she was real little then. She was walking, but she used to walk around the house and stare at the corners of the room and act like she's talking to something or interacting with something. And she'd stare like up in the corner. It wasn't usually low. It was always up in the corner, up high. Um, but when Rocky and I were there setting up stuff, setting up cameras and things, um, we heard uh, Sharma was in the kitchen with me. And we heard a noise come through the um, the intercom system for the the baby monitor, and we heard it upstairs. And both of us were running upstairs, but it sounded like a voice, a woman's voice. Um, so we had we had stuff like that happening. We've heard we heard footsteps. We had something slide. We had an audio recorder in their daughter's room, and I was sitting upstairs in the master bedroom, and you could hear through the uh, the baby monitor. You could hear what it sounded like they were sliding the audio recorder across the changing table. Um, footsteps, knocking, all kinds of stuff. Um, I believe one of the videos even had a, a shadow figure of some sort. It looked like it moved on the wall uh, by the stairs, um, in the hallway there by the stairs. Have you guys been out to the house at all? Not yet. We're uh, trying to make arrangements to uh, do that now. I heard the place just sold recently. Yeah, so the chances of us probably actually getting in there are slim and none. Unless yeah. unless somehow I know who bought the house. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, and there's a good possibility we might. So but, we're going we're gonna to check into that and see what, uh, um, you know, if, yeah. of course, if somebody just bought the house, they may not be really excited that they didn't know that it was haunted. Yeah, true. You know, so I don't know. That's you know, who, who knows? I don't know. We'll we'll see if we do actually get a chance to to go in there. Well, you mentioned that uh, over the baby monitor, you heard a female voice mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, as if trying to sue the child. Um, it, both it, Tim and Sharma said that they've witnessed that too. They had a name for it. They call it her Bess. Yeah. They said that they believe it's the same lady that was in uh, some older photos that they found yeah, up on that property. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those photos. That, that woman looked like a man. I mean, she was. Wow. Whew, it, was, it was rough. I, I believe Rocky's actual words was, if I could, that's a if, man. If we, could, if we could clear the rights to Aerosmith, dude, look like a lady, we could take that in right now. But that's way out of our budget. So we'll not be playing that. But, uh, wow. Yeah, okay. there, there were some old pictures up there that we thought maybe tied into some of that, that stuff that's going on in the house. Um, but there's also a another spirit that. Um, I think Tim felt quite a bit, and he—I think he believed it to be his his grandfather. Yes, he mentioned yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that one, he said it, it wasn't. That one didn't ever seem like it was harmful in any way. But neither did neither did Bess really. But what what Sharma and I heard um, in the kitchen was what sounded like the female voice saying, "It's okay, Ivy. It's okay." Wow. Now, yeah. now did. 
so how much did, did you catch stuff on video or audio or is it just more of personal experiences while you were in there uh so there's both um i probably still have some of the audio uh, most of most if not all of the video from a lot of our older investigations were on an external external hard drive that died so i've lost a lot of stuff through that uh, that was before cloud storage <laughs> <laughs> So, now, now, did Tim and Sharma, t they told us that you guys made a, what, a CD or DVD for them? Yeah, gave that to them. Mm -hmm. And, they, and they've, it worked one time and freezes their computer up every time since. <laughs> do, they, do they still have that? I should contact Tim and ask. They, I believe they do have it. He said he'd have to look for it. It's probably, a, they've moved a couple times since then. Yes. So he said they, he'd probably have to look for it, but... Yeah, I mean, you're the IT guy. Maybe you. Yeah, can we could recover some of that probably. Get figure that out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. If we so if we can get any of that stuff back, um, if they're okay with it, we could release some of that to you to play on the the podcast. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, see if we can get yes. so so that so that investigation. You're going in there and you're walking away, going, yeah, there's something going on. Yep. I mean, that's why we're going back. To, yeah. So you've gone to the prospect place. And definitely some stuff going on. You've gone to this, to their house twice at least, and stuff happened both times. I'm guessing, right? Yep. What happened? What happened the second time? Anything out that really sticks in your mind? Uh, the second time was just a lot of. There's all. There was always stuff going on through that that um, <coughs> baby monitor. For whatever reason, uh, you could always hear footsteps or knocking or whatever coming from that bedroom, and it kind of. Sharma had a had a theory that maybe it was coming out of a closet and walking, like maybe that used to be a door to something. But I don't know. I, we never were able to really to really try to you know figure out what that was. But it would almost always you could almost always hear it over the um, baby monitor. Now, now, did you? So, what kind of equipment then were you going in at this point with for these investigations? Like. Um, I mean, because I know like what there's available today to go in. What you're using today for investigations probably is vastly different and a it lot is. more. So, 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 if you had some of the stuff you had today, how much more stuff would you have caught back then? Do you think? Uh, probably a lot. We have um, we have a thermal camera that's that's on loan to us when we do investigations that uh, we, we can take now. So we didn't we did not have that back then. Uh, we had four maybe five infrared cameras the old school kind that you had to you know like the old home security kind that you had to run the cables for yes oh, yeah. a giant spool of cable yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so we had we had those um with a little dvr system i mean that was pretty much it and some audio recorders wow uh, now there's you know now there's you you have the emf detectors and yeah um, we, I, we may have, that might've been too early for us to, I don't know that we had EMF detectors back then, but we definitely have the audio recorders in the, in the camera system. Yeah. Our, our investigator, our lead investigator, he has EMF readers yeah. and I know he has, um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Cameras that can register, uh, the heat difference. Yep. Yeah, and uh, some other things. Uh, it's it's fascinating. That's why I look forward to uh, being his assistant and uh, <laughs> being there to witness something. So I've never got to see anything before. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so as you continue, so this is like what you say the end of like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere in there. Um, I admit so earlier than that. Maybe even earlier than that. Okay, okay. So, as you so the first so these are got to be the first couple probably places that you have started out doing right. I mean, are you doing a whole bunch of stuff? Are you doing stuff every weekend back then? Yeah. So in, I in mean, the beginning, um, when it was just Rocky and I, we got hooked up with a team out of Cleveland, and they were part of the. Um, I don't want to give their name because I don't know if they were allowed to do this, but they were part of the, the TAPS family. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Yes, I'm familiar with them. So they um, they were sending cases to this group out of Cleveland. Then they were 
funneling us cases because they had too many. So they couldn't do them all. So Rocky and I were doing a lot, but that was pretty early on. So the first couple of years, it was we'd go with audio recorders, and that was pretty much it. So, 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 and so you're talking about back when the Taps was on TV as Ghost Hunters, and it yeah. was really, um, and I think we kind of talked about this on the on the phone the other day a little bit. So everybody had ghost fever. Everybody wanted everybody to come, and, and every little thing in their house was a ghost, or they yep. wanted it checked out. That's exactly so what it was. So okay, so back then, how how many? I mean, how what percentage of cases do you believe were were not truly hauntings, <laughs> or it was just people's imagination, or something overblown? Like uh, like. How many places did you go, like the Prospect Place or Tim and Sharma's, that you walked out of there going, man, this place is haunted? I'm not, you know. Not very many. Not very many? No. Uh, I'd say maybe 10%, if that. Okay. So, but also we didn't have a lot of equipment back then, so um, we couldn't do a real thorough investigation and cover all the bases. Uh, it was with Rocky and I, it was just audio recorders for the most part. And sometimes we'd take, um, we'd have a handheld, an old Sony Hi8 camera <laughs> with the little, you know, the little mm -hmm. tape that goes in it. <laughs> yes. Um, mm -hmm. it, had, it had a night vision mode you could kick on. So we would, we would use that. But to get that to even, even record back to the, the system, we'd have to run a long cable to it because uh, stuff's hard to, hard to dump. Or you'd plug it in. After the fact, you couldn't really review a lot on the go because <laughs> the screen was so small. So after right. the fact, we'd you know hook it up to the TV and and try to uh, you hook it up to the TV, then you'd have a uh, either a <laughs> DVD recorder or a VCR, <laughs> and you'd record what was playing through, um, so you could get that to the computer then. So right, right. Yeah, or use a video capture card and brought it in, but um, it was a lot of work. So a lot of times we didn't. We didn't have a lot of extra time to dump into that because both of us were working <laughs> two full-time jobs, and I was working a couple side jobs. So, um, a lot of times it was just audio audio recorders for like the first three years on bigger cases or stuff when people would call um, and tell us what was going on in their house. We'd kind of do a little question questionnaire with them over the phone, um, asking about you know mental illness and family history and all kinds of stuff because we don't. I mean, we were getting a lot of cases, and we didn't want to – we didn't necessarily want to go somewhere where, you know, people have um, a, a long history of, of mental illness and hallucinations and things like that. Or if the people kind of – if they feel – if we feel like they were trying to just get us to come out so we could, you know, we could be – help them get popular or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. You have to weed through a lot of things sometimes exactly. when you have overload because you only got limited amount of resources and time, and time is the most important resource. So I understand. Right, right. And, and and I gotta assume this this is not a paying gig, right? This no, is it's just not. You can... It's not. So so ghost hunting and podcasting are similar. <laughs> it's a lot of time. Well, there's some people who make a lot of money on uh, podcasting, too. And there's some people who make a lot of money ghost hunting. Yes. Most of those people have TV shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so okay, so as you, as you guys go along and your equipment starts getting better and you start figuring stuff out, what, what was the, what's the most haunted place in your mind that uh, that you guys ever came across? Um, I think for this one we should answer individually <laughs> because I think everyone's is going to be different. Yeah. Um, for me, the most haunted place uh, was a residence in uh, Ashtabula, Ohio. Okay. Um tons of activity and it actually ended up being very negative activity so uh demonic stuff so that was that was the most haunted for me um mandy do you have 
Um, not not so <clears throat> particularly. I mean, like I've been went to a couple houses with you guys that turned out to be had some activity, but I think for me the first time would have been the mall. When we had a couple Oh yeah. When we did the mall. That was when I had a lot of experiences. Um, yeah, we were asked to investigate a mall. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> of all places. There was some like history about like with the mafia that or like yeah, bought yep. the bought the property and um <clears throat> they took us back behind um closed doors and um I heard like like a little girl's voice, a cough, a door slam, all in one second right there. And it was, it we're, was pretty And we were wild. the only ones there. Yeah, we were the only ones there. <clears throat> and we were just sitting in a hallway. And next thing you know, you hear like a, a cough and a girl giggle and a door slam. And there's no doors back there. Um, <clears throat> so that was that was probably one of the most activity places that I've been to. Other right. than, um, you know, I've been, I've been up to Eastern State penitentiary but that wasn't for a ghost tour or anything it was just more like walking around during the day but um but that was the mall is probably the most active for me wow that would be fascinating yeah it was it was actually it was, really cool yeah and there were only uh was three of us yeah there was only three of us three of us that went to that one so um yeah that was it was different so the history is uh supposedly the mob used to own mm -hmm. that property and they decided they built a mall there, and this is oh this is what the um, it was like that kind of burial ground or something. Or well, they talked about maybe they ended up supposedly they ended up <laughs> that's how they got rid of bodies. <coughs> they they poured they the, buried them in the mall. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a mall there. Well, it was not. Yeah. 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 So uh, they owned that property. There could have been a lot of heinous things done there. So right. that could have allow for a lot of the unrest yeah yeah but we haven't we haven't actually dug into that yet but that was there's no pun intended there we hadn't actually uh looked into that history but um that's what the what was it the mall whoever the marketing person there at the mall that's yeah. what she was telling us uh was that was the <laughs> history of it and it's it's owned by people that have ties to the mob mm -hmm. so it was pretty neat though yeah, it sounds real cool. Sounds like a place I want to go shop. <laughs> yeah, I'd we shop there. You know, I'd check it out at night, now. too. The mall's pretty much it's dead now. Pretty much a non-existent mall. <laughs> so the mall the mall is really dead now? It's too late. If the pun is there, it has to be intended. Kyle, do you have a, a most haunted place? Uh, I'd have, probably have to say just by... Activity for everyone else experience. I'd say prospect would probably be up there. Yes. I, I still haven't had anything really happen to me directly that I could say pretty certainly that yeah, it was something paranormal. But I'd say prospect probably be one of the more active places we've been to. Now, now you now I know you guys are going back. You guys have already been to the the opera house, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, and did you? You did say you had got some evidence the last time you were there, right? Yeah, I think I think we do have some evidence. Uh, that's one of the things we're uh, we're tearing apart right now is some of the audio. Um, Mandy, do you want to explain some of or Kayla some of what you guys think you caught on your audio recorders? Well, I mean, me and Kayla, we started off the evening. Um, what was the room that we were in? The um, it was called the Aeolian Room. It's the, um, it was built yeah. in 1871. It was the original opera house area um, until they remodeled in the early 1900s. Um, so we did an EVP session in there. Uh, Mandy, if you want to talk about. We just, we just kind of hung out in there for a little bit. Supposedly the claim in that room is there's a, a man that hangs out in the corner. Um, so we, we sat up there for a little bit and we had a couple footsteps, um, some things knocking. And then they got, we, we placed the recorder up there and we thought, well, we'll just, you know, go to a different area. Um, so upon reviewing the evidence a little bit, we've come across some noises that, you know, are kind of hard to explain. So we're going to try to like review um, the cameras and everything and see, but. Um, and debunk those and on the debunk next them, visit. Yeah, on the next visit. Um, try to anyways. You know, we, I will say like probably one of the neat things was we were in the process of setting up the camera and everything and we heard this 
loud whistle coming from the auditorium and we just started setting up we all took off to the auditorium to see if we could figure out what was going on if we could hear it again um that was something we couldn't really i mean debunk at the time so hopefully right. and we haven't been able to since we haven't been able to yeah I mean, it, wow. it was a loud whistle, like, I mean, like some, and it wasn't like a short whistle. It no, was, it lasted. It lasted for a little bit. I mean, yeah. it was enough to stop us dead on what we were doing, and we just grabbed the first recorder we could and went straight to the auditorium. <laughs> All three of us took off running. <laughs> so in other words, when you walk into this place, you better be ready. Right. That's what that's what yeah. we had already said I mean, about this next visit. When we go in, audio recorders are going to be going before we even walk in the doors. Yeah, so we just we, we placed a recorder up there throughout the entire night and um, caught some, I think, some, some noises, maybe a possible voice. Um, it'll be interesting once we really sit down and, like, compare it with the cameras and um a couple thumps that sound like footsteps <clears throat> yeah it definitely sounds like some footsteps like really close to the recorder um and mind you this was stationed on a like i think it was like a sound box that was up there mm-hmm. um so it was very it was very interesting um yeah, so know. so the way we we investigate is um most of the time <laughs> all of our all of our gadgets that we're using we set down so we're not touching them mm-hmm. so anytime we cough Anytime we move a chair, we, we make a noise, we tap something, we call that out on the audio. Like Mandy uh, coughing, oh, that's that was Mandy coughing, or that was a car going by. If it's something we know we can identify immediately, we tag it on the on the audio. So that, right, right. That way we know when we hear that, <coughs> like that's Mandy coughing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but so we don't touch the audio recorders. We set them down on the table or down on a ledge or the floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we step back and, and start doing our investigation. So that kind of rules out any of the, um, you know, the, the touch sounds from you, like rubbing your finger over the microphone or just shuffling the audio recorder around. And same with the EMF detectors. We typically will do a walkthrough and try to get a level, uh, mm-hmm. like a baseline. But um, a lot of times we'll put the EMF detectors down beside the audio recorder and try to get some activity going. So we're not bumping uh, with it's real famous with the A2 or the K2 meter that you can um, you can wiggle it, shake it, tap it, whatever, and get it to go off. So and there's several EMF detectors out there that are like mm-hmm. that. So we try to get away from any of those false positives that we can. All right. Well, before we um, round this up and wrap it up and stuff. So we want to tell all of our listeners, the cool thing about uh, getting into contact with you guys is on your return trip to the Opry House, two of our members are going to make that trip with you, yep. Jason and Jerry. Now, I do have a suggestion. Do not put Jason with Kyle. <laughs> okay? Because since Jason's never experienced anything and Kyle seems to be terribly bad luck... I would put Kyle with Jerry because I think Jerry's just going to attract everything, and it might be Kyle's lucky day. So we'll cancel each other out if we're next next to each other. We have to experiment. Yeah, yeah, experiment. So we're so we're very excited to I mean to get these guys down there with you guys, see what happens. Um, Um. it sounds like you know you guys are really experienced at what you guys do. Um, like I said, we're looking forward to releasing this episode around Halloween, mm-hmm. and then the follow-up of what you guys do maybe on Halloween night. Hopefully, you guys have catch something down there. You know, like I don't think it's going to be anything Kyle has. Trust me. Yep. Okay. I know we don't want footage of Kyle in the out crying because oh, it goes to old country. Um, but, but so, so before we go, so is there, um, do you want to tell our listeners, are you guys still like open to going and investigating private residences? Absolutely. And if, yeah. you, and if you are, how can somebody get a hold of you? Like, you know, what's your, your your social media pages, your links, your email? Feel free to give us all that information right now. Tell everybody that's listening how they can 
um, have you come and, and do an investigation? Sure. Um, so we're definitely we're definitely open for uh, having people contact uh, contact us to come up to their homes. Um, that's something we really try to do uh, to help families out, especially when there's kids involved. Um, we want to make sure that you know people are safe and and we can help them have a little peace of mind about <laughs> what's going on. Um, but the easiest way to get us all of our social media links are on our website. So if you just go to our website, which is the Ohio Paranormal Society.com. Hit that down at the bottom. There's a link that ha- that takes you right to Facebook, to Instagram, um, YouTube. We're hopefully going to be going live from the Opera House when you guys come out. So people will be able to watch live straight on our website. Um, so that, I mean, that'll be fun. We'll yes. Lots of activity, hopefully, that people can see and, and uh, they can see what it's like during a, a full investigation, not just a little half an hour episode. Um, on TV or whatever, but they can see how, I mean, you got to have patience and, and, uh, you sit there and just listen mm-hmm. in the dark <laughs> and ask questions. Yep. So now, now do you have some, some episodes up on, on your YouTube channel as of yet, or is uh, that something yet. that we will okay. have, we will have one soon, um, from the last visit to the opera house, but you do on our, uh, Facebook page, we do have some videos from an investigation we did in Springfield. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that place. Where um, the entity interacts with the flashlight. Uh, we, we have that. And then there's a – it actually breaks a handle on a um, – I want to I say it's a gas line in a basement of the house. You can hear it. That's that's when Channel 7 News was out there doing an interview with us. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple couple videos. Something flies – a little a toy flies off a shelf. But those, those, wow. Those are poltergeist activity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. So, so in the meantime, till we till we uh, see what happens at the opera house, we'll make sure everybody goes and checks out all your social media sites, and hopefully, somebody <laughs> listening will contact you guys, and uh, you know, if they need some help and and get some help from you guys, because I I know that in talking to Tim and Sharma, they were probably more relieved to to have somebody come in and. Tell them that hey, look, you guys aren't aren't crazy, because I mean they they knew what they were experiencing, and uh, I know you guys were a big uh, comfort to them. So hopefully we can put you in touch with some other people that you guys can help out too. So Absolutely. and 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 really consider not putting Jason with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so, yeah. And whatever whatever you do. Don't let don't let Jerry in front of the camera. That's just gonna be, that's gonna be the end of all this. Put Jason in a but, room on a have him sit on a chair and ask it to pull his hair. Well, there's a well, game the house. Yeah. Well, well, Jason Jason <coughs> has a. Uh, are you familiar with James Harden that plays for the Houston Rockets? The basketball player. Okay. Oh, yeah. Basketball? Yeah. Okay. Jason could be his stunt beard double. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, Inviting a ghost or an entity to pull on Jason's beard, who knows what could happen? I don't know. Funny. But there's plenty there. There's plenty there to pull. Yeah, well, this, we'll just sit him down by the stage because there's supposed to be little kids that run up and down the aisle um, and like to like touch your hair and and whistle and whistle. So, All right. um, well, I'm sure he will. Uh, He'll be giddy all the way back to Ohio. This will be fascinating. Very fascinating. So, <laughs> so, so I want to thank uh, I want to thank Kayla, Mandy, Mark, and even Kyle yeah. Uh, yeah. for joining us tonight. And we're looking forward to seeing what happens in a couple weeks. And uh, and uh, going from there. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you very you. much. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Yep, we'll talk to you guys. Bye. See you. Bye. There. There you have it, folks. I would like to thank you all for listening to the From the Shadows podcast. And I would like to thank our guests, the crew of the Ohio Paranormal Society, for coming on and sharing that insightful interview. The From the Shadows podcast crew are looking forward to teaming up with the Ohio Paranormal Society, and together we will attempt to shed some light on the things that are lurking in the shadows. So stay tuned to the weekly podcast, as well as visit the website at 
from the Shadows Podcast.godaddysites.com for news and upcoming events. Here at the From the Shadows Podcast, we encourage you to contact us and to share an experience or suggest a place that you would like us to investigate. Please visit our new Facebook discussion group called After the Shadows. You can listen to the From the Shadows podcast on Spotify, on Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. I'm Jason Lewis, the producer. Make sure to tune in for next week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. But for now, let me turn you over to your host, Shane Grove, with a word from this week's sponsor. From the Shadows podcast, we'd like to welcome a new sponsor this week, Wise Funeral Home. Jerry and I are here visiting with owner David Wise because it's never too early to start planning. David will help you finalize your final plans. And Jerry, what are you doing now? We're looking at caskets, not getting in them. Get out of there. Well, I guess Jerry found one he liked. So stop on by Wise Funeral Home and David can help you find one you like. Because like he always says, if you aren't dead when you get here, the prices will kill you. And with that, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.